and I will bring again the captivity of Egypt, and I will cause them to return to the land of Pathros, into the land of their habitation, and they shall be there a base kingdom. It shall be the basis of kingdoms. Neither shall it exalt itself any more above the nations, for I will diminish them, that they shall no more rule over the nations. Shalom Malachim, peace be upon you. Welcome back to the broadcast. Today we're doing our prophecy podcast for the week. Uh, the portion is actually Ezekiel chapter 28, verse 25 through 20, chapter 29, uh, verse 21. Hopefully we'll get to that today. Um, you know, at the beginning of last year, so the very first week of January, and you can go back and listen to the podcast, I said that everybody needed to buckle up, that it was going to be a wild ride in 2020. I had no idea how accurate that would be. Um, Obviously, I had no idea about the virus. I had no idea about all the civil or social unrest and, and all the things that's transpired in the last 12 months since I made that comment. And uh, this year, um, I would say you need to buckle up again. But if I had a word that I feel like I'm hearing, it would be expect the unexpected. Buckle up and expect the unexpected. And I don't really know what that means further than that. I don't know if it's good. I don't know if it's bad. I'd love to think that there's going to be a great revival and a great movement of the Holy Spirit, and that's certainly what I'm praying for. But one thing's for sure, you know, uh, I don't know if true repentance has been taking place amongst God's people. He says, if my people repent and turn from their wicked ways, not if the world does it. The world's not going to do that. They're evil. They're wicked. They, have, they don't have the Spirit of God. And the hearts of all men are deceitful and desperately wicked, the Scriptures say. And so how much more for those who do not know God? And so, of course, they're not going to turn from their wickedness. The church has to actually be a light on the hilltop. It actually has to be salt to the earth. That's the only way things change for the good. So I don't know what to expect. I would definitely expect that if the first few weeks and months of this year are going to be very challenging. Very difficult. Expect the unexpected, I believe is the word that I'm receiving for this year. I want to remind us that it really is a spiritual war. And this is why praying and fasting and preaching the truth is the weapon. But but people don't tip... This has not been the response of the church in a long time. And hopefully it starts becoming the response. Or 
big, big trouble is ahead. You know, we all know the scripture from Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. And, you know, people quote it, but I wonder if it really resonates in people's hearts to take this literally. Now, we have a literal example of this in the book of Daniel. So I want to read that this morning, Daniel chapter 10. And like I said, maybe I get to the Ezekiel, maybe not. Daniel chapter 10, Daniel has an interaction with an angelic being. Um, It's one of my favorite stories of interacting with the spiritual realm. And we actually see the thing that Paul is talking about, the wrestling against principalities, powers, rulers of darkness, spiritual wickedness in high places. We see this in real time in chapter 10 of the book of Daniel. So let's do that. Let's go to Daniel. King James Bible, that's what I'm going to read for you this morning. Let's begin. Verse 1. In the third year of Cyrus, king of Persia, a thing was revealed unto Daniel, whose name was called Belshazzar. And the thing was true, but the time appointed was long, and he understood the thing and had understanding of the vision. In those days I, Daniel, was mourning three full weeks. I ate no pleasant bread, Neither came flesh nor wine in my mouth, neither did I anoint myself at all, till three whole weeks were fulfilled. The first thing we need to understand is Daniel was fasting. He was eating no bread, no meat, no wine. This is where we get the Daniel fast from. It's a a very trendy fast. Matter of fact, many years ago I did the Daniel fast, and it was not pleasant. Uh, for three weeks. And so Daniel's fasting. And it's not, I don't think Daniel set out to do three weeks. It's just that's how long it took before he got his answer. I would venture to, to bet that Daniel was just fasting until he heard from God. And it turned out to be three weeks. Verse 4. And in the four and twentieth day of the first month, as I was by the side of the great river, which is Hedekel, Then I lifted up mine eyes and looked, and behold, a certain man clothed in linen, whose loins were girded with fine gold and upaz. His body was like beryl, and his face as the appearance of lightning, and his eyes of lamps of fire, and his arms and feet like in color to polished brass, and the voice of his words were like a voice of a multitude." All right, so Daniel sees this angel, as we call them in the English language, this messenger of God, and his appearance would be very, very frightening. His body was like barrel. Uh, His face had the appearance of lightning. His eyes were like lamps of fire. Daniel's trying to describe this being. His feet were like brass. And when he spoke, it was like the voice of a multitude. In other words, when he spoke, it was like a crowd was speaking to Daniel. That's how powerful the voice of this being was. Okay? 
try to imagine what Daniel was witnessing here. And I, Daniel, alone saw the vision, for the men that were with me saw not the vision, but a great quaking fell upon them, so they fled and hid themselves. So for the men that were with Daniel, there was this great fear that came over them. that They went and hid. Verse 8. Therefore I was left alone and saw this great vision, and there remained no strength in me, for my calm, calmliness was turned into corruption, and I retained no strength. Yet heard I the voice of his words, and when I heard the voice of his words, then I was in a deep sleep on my face, and my face toward the ground. And behold, a hand touched me, which set me up on my knees and upon the palms of my hands. So try to picture this. Daniel's on his knees, palms into the ground, trembling in fear at this sight that he's seeing. Verse 11, And he said unto me, O Daniel, a man greatly beloved. Wouldn't we love to hear that? I mean, you're terrified, you're seeing this crazy being, but here's the word from heaven. They say your name and say you're greatly beloved. Wouldn't you just love to hear that? He said unto me, O Daniel, a man greatly beloved, understand the words that I speak unto thee, and stand upright. For unto thee I am now sent. And when he had spoken this word unto me, I stood trembling. So now Daniel's standing upright like the angel commands, but he's still shaking in fear, trembling. Then he said to me, Fear not, Daniel, for from the first, listen to this, from the first day that thou didst set thy heart to understand and to chasten, chasten thyself before thy God, thy words were heard, and I am come for thy words. All right, so hold on. Daniel had been fasting and praying for three weeks. The angel says from the very first moment so that very moment that you made the decision in your heart, I'm going to fast and I'm going to, I'm going to fast and chasten myself. I'm going to pray and seek understanding from God. At that very moment, this angel was dispatched to, to Daniel. So why the three weeks? The angel explains, But the prince of the kingdom of Persia, we're talking about a spiritual being here, withstood me one in twenty days. So the angel was dispatched to Daniel with the message, with the, with the understanding that Daniel was seeking from the moment he set his heart to do it. But there was another being in the spiritual realm which withstood him 21 days, three weeks to be exact. The verse goes on to say, but lo, Michael, one of the chief princes, came to help me. And I, rem and I remained there with the kings of Persia. So, this, this is so mind-boggling. And so interesting. To see this real battle. Is it... Could it be that even today God dispatches angels and messengers and then they're intercepted by wicked beings in the spiritual realm and in this case michael one of the great chief angels right chief princes we've i believe he's even referred to as an as an archangel came and helped this particular person this particular being verse 14 now i came to make thee understand what shall befall thy people in the latter days 
for yet the vision is for many days. And when he had spoken such words to me, I set my face toward the ground, and I became dumb. And behold, one like the similitude of the sons of men touched my lips. Then I opened my mouth, and he spake, and said unto him that stood before me, O Lord, by the vision my sorrows are turned upon me, and I have retained no strength. So Daniel has to keep being strengthened because he has no ability to speak or do anything in his own power because of the magnitude of what is happening before him right now. And so he gets strength and he says, I'm just, I just need to know the interpretation of the visions that I've seen. Verse 17, For how can the servant of this my Lord talk with this my Lord? For as for me, straightway there remaineth no strength in me, neither is there any breath left in me. And of course, he's also probably weak from the fasting of three weeks, right? Verse 18, Then there came again, and he touched me like one of the appearance, touched me one like the appearance of a man, and he strengthened me, and said, O man, greatly beloved, fear not, peace be unto you, be strong, yea, be strong. And when he had spoken to me, I was strengthened, and he said, Let my Lord speak, for thou hast strengthened me. Then said he, Knowest thou wherefore I come unto thee? And now I return to fight with the prince of Persia. And when I am gone forth, lo, the prince of Grecia shall come. But I will show thee that which is noted in the scriptures of truth. And there is none that holdeth with me these things, but Michael, your prince. That's the end of verse. That's the end of chapter ten, and so we see this principality thing in real time. We see how there's these beings, apparently pretty powerful, who are over certain areas of the earth: Prince of Persia, Prince of Grecia. Very, very interesting. Very, very powerful stuff. Do you see how important your fasting? Your praying is. I wonder how many times God has wanted to dispatch an angel on our behalf, but we refuse to get on our knees. We refuse to humble ourselves, to chasten ourselves, as it's described here. Chasten ourselves. This is a real thing. I mean, if you believe the Bible then you have to believe that this is going on all around us. And right now, there is a massive spiritual war going on for America. And because the people of God are putting their hopes and dreams in presidential candidates and in politics instead of getting on their faces and seeking the one true king, the king of kings, the lord of Lord, lords, Jesus... Yeshua, our master. We are not citizens here. According to the scriptures, you are a stranger in the land. Your mission in life is to make disciples and to share the good news and the love of Christ. That's all of our missions. And yes, we have different talents and we have different ways of getting to that mission, but the mission's the same. I 
I would say in 2021, you need to take your prayer life super serious. Fasting, praying, seeking the face of God, intercessing. There needs to be a great awakening among God's people, a great movement of the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit. Well, that's the word that I have for you this morning. Hopefully the word will bless you. So let me go ahead and read the prophet's portion for this week. No commentary, really. Maybe a little bit. We'll see. Let's just do it. Ezekiel chapter 28, starting with verse 25 through 29, verse 21. We're looking at a total of like 26 verses here. Thus saith the Lord God, When I shall have gathered the house of Israel from the people among whom they are scattered, and shall be sanctified in them in the sight of the heathen, then shall they dwell in their land that I have given my servant Jacob. And they shall dwell safely therein, and shall build houses and plant vineyards. Yea, they shall dwell with confidence when I have executed judgments upon all those that despise them round about them. And they shall know that I am the Lord their God. In the tenth year, in the tenth month, in the twelfth day of the month, the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Son of man, set thy face against Pharaoh king of Egypt, and prophesy against him and against all Egypt. Speak and say, Thus saith the Lord God, Behold, I am against thee, Pharaoh of king, Pharaoh king of Egypt, the great dragon that lieth in the midst of his rivers, which hath said, My rivers is my own, and I have made it for myself. I will put hooks in thy jaw, and I will cause the fish of thy rivers to stick into thy scales, and I will bring thee up out of the midst of thy rivers, and all the fish of thy rivers shall stick unto the scales." And I will leave thee thrown into the wilderness, thee and all the fish of the rivers, and thou shalt fall upon the open fields. Thou shalt not be brought together nor gathered. I have given thee for meat to the beast of the field and to the fowls of heaven. Now when I read that verse chapter 5, I have given thee for the meat to the beast of the field and the fowls of heaven. I'm immediately uh, reminded of Revelation chapter 19, Let's read those verses real quick, 17 through 21. And I saw an angel standing in the sun, and he cried with a loud voice, saying to all the fowls that fly in the midst of heaven, Come and gather yourselves together unto the supper of the great God, that ye may eat the flesh of kings, and the flesh of captains, and the flesh of mighty men, and the flesh of horses, and of them that sit on them, and the flesh of all men, both free and bond, both small and great. And I saw the beast and the kings of the earth and their armies gathered together to make war against him that sat on the horse and against his army. And the beast was taken, and with him the false prophet that wrought miracles before him, with which he deceived them that had received the mark of the beast, and them that worshipped his image. These both were cast alive into the lake of fire, burning with brimstone. And the remnant were slain with the sword of him that sat upon the horse, which the sword proceeded out of his mouth, and the fowls were filled with their flesh. Let's continue on. Verse 6 in the book of Ezekiel, chapter 29 here. And all the inhabitants of Egypt shall know that I am the Lord, because they have been a staff of a reed to the house of Israel. And when they took hold of thee by the hand, thou didst break and rend all their shoulder. And when they leaned upon thee, thou breakest and maddest 
all their loins to be to be at a stand. Therefore says the Lord God, Behold, I will bring up a sword upon thee, and cut off man and beast out of thee. And the land of Egypt shall be desolate and waste, and they shall know that I am the Lord, because he hath said, The river is mine, and I have made it. Behold, therefore, I am against thee, and against thy rivers, and I will make the land of Egypt utterly waste and desolate, from the tower of Syene, even unto the border of Ethiopia. No foot of man shall pass through it, nor foot of a beast shall pass through it, neither shall it be inhabited for forty years. And I will make the land of Egypt desolate in the midst of the countries that are desolate, and her cities among the cities that are laid waste shall be desolate forty years. And I will scatter the Egyptians among the nations, and I will disperse them through the countries. Yet thus saith the Lord God, At the end of forty years I will gather the Egyptians from the people where they were scattered, and I will bring them again into the captivity of Egypt, and I will cause them return into the land of Pathros, unto the land of their habitation. And they shall be there a base kingdom. It shall be the basis of kingdoms, neither shall it exalt itself any more above the nations, for I will diminish them. They shall no more rule over the nations. I wonder, as I'm reading this, as I'm reading this judgment upon Egypt, I'm just thinking about the United States. And I'm wondering, is, could this be a prophetic word to us? God said, Neither shall it exalt itself any more above the nations, talking about Egypt, for I will diminish them they shall no more rule over the nations. And it shall be no more the confidence of the house of Israel which bringeth their iniquity to remembrance when they shall look after them but they shall know that I am the Lord God. And it came to pass in the seven and twentieth year in the first month on the first day of the month the word of the Lord came unto me saying Son of man Nebuchadnezzar king of Babylon caused his army to serve a great service against Tyrus Every head was made bald, and every shoulder was peeled. Yet had he no wages, nor his army, for Tyrus, for the service that he had served against it. Therefore thus saith the Lord God, Behold, I will give the land of Egypt unto Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon, and he shall take her multitude, and take her spoil, and take her prey, and it shall be the wages for his army. I have given him the land of Egypt for his labor wherewith he served against it because they wrought for me, saith the Lord God. And that day I will cause the horn of the house of Israel to bud forth, and I will give thee the opening of the mouth in the midst of them, and they shall know that I am the Lord. Well, there is your prophet's portion for this week. I pray that your hearts have been pierced, that questions have come to mind that make you want to go dig and learn more. I pray that this podcast is helping increasing you in faith and wisdom and understanding about the scriptures, about God, about a son. I pray you're being blessed. Look, censorship, all these things are happening in great numbers right now. Never before has it been more important to support people like myself and others who bless you through the work that they're doing and creating via podcast. Maybe it's through writing. Maybe it's through videos. Your support has never been more needed by these people. 
I would also highly recommend that you get very familiar with the website, scriptureandprophecy.com, and get on the email list because do not be surprised if eventually I get shut down just like the rest of them. And so we'd have to get creative about how we get content out. Another site that I'm currently uploading videos to is a site called BitChute. I upload the podcast to that every week as well. And uh, so that's another, that's one alternative. But the big thing I would say is just uh, make sure you're staying up with the website. You can listen to the podcast there. And uh, please consider supporting this work via either a Patreon subscriber or through PayPal or through the post office box. I appreciate it all of you. I'm going to try to get, I have several devotionals that are on the website and that I've sent out to you guys via email over the years. I really want to compile those and publish another book of just lots of devotionals just because I'd like that to be in physical form for when the day inevitably comes that they try to shut it down. And so at least uh, some of those writings and teachings would be in some kind of physical form for for you guys to, to have. In the event that that would happen. We have to start thinking about these things and start preparing for these things. Alright, that's all I have for you this morning. Peace and grace be with all of you. And until next time, God bless.